Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Isaiah 5812 podcast. My name is Harold Weikert, and I'm going to be your host. As always, we are looking at the breaches, and that comes from Isaiah 5812, and it reads, Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins, and you will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. Now, we have been looking at a lot of different um, breaches and the way they can occur and what they might look like, but now suddenly the Lord had me open up uh, the Bible this morning in the book of Daniel. And in Daniel chapter 3, and this is where we read the story, the account of uh, Meshach, um, <laughs> I forget, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I had a, a little brain skip there. Um, and I want to read to you this scripture, and then I want to talk about once we identify the breach and we see the breach and how that breach uh, looks today, what are you going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? How are we going to react to the breach? Because once the Holy Spirit identifies a breach, we need to react to it. We need There's something that we need to do. And um, I can't remember where the scripture is, but it says, the scripture says, now that you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So God isn't interested in us just recognizing something existing. God intends for us as his ambassadors uh, to the kingdom of God that we are to react and to do something. Because remember back in, in the Garden of Eden, God created all things good, but then he said to Adam, you're the caretaker. You take care of these things. So it's a working relationship that we have with God. It's not a one-way deal where it's everything that God can do for me and things that God can do with me. But what am I to do for God? What work is it? Remember in Isaiah 6, Isaiah cried out, Here am I, Lord, send me. So, to all the world, and to preach the gospel. But now, when we see a breach, it can be, be so overwhelming. I get overwhelmed at times, because God shows me things, and then it's like, Okay, God, I'm only Harold Weikert. Nobody knows me. And a lot of times, people that do know me, they discount me. You know, the, the word says, Jesus says, a prophet has no honor in his own home. So how, what am I supposed to do about this? How am I supposed to preach, a, approach a pastor or a professor who has years of of learning and teaching and education 
I'm just like Peter and John when they walked into the Sanhedrin. And they looked at them and saw they were uneducated men. I'm an uneducated person. But you know what? I take solace in the fact that <laughs> Balaam was riding a donkey. And guess who saw the angel standing on the road with a sword? Guess who saw the danger? No, it wasn't Balaam. It was the donkey. So there you go. Now, we're facing some very serious circumstances and situations today in this world. And we're called to do something about it. And I've been praying and asking God, God, what is it that you want me to do? What, what, is, what is my part in all of this? And the only thing that I've been shown so far is to do this podcast. And I'm not being very diligent with it and being very good with it, but I'm working on it. God's growing me in this. And it appears that this is the only thing I can do at this moment, and that is to share what God shows me. Now, in Daniel chapter 3, Verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, and the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width was 6 cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura, in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, and counselors, and and uh, treasurers and judges, the magistrates, and, and all the rulers of the province came to the, dedicated, to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, To you the command is given, O peoples, nations, and men of every language, that at the moment you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the sultry bagpipe, and the lyre, all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, at the time when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, and all the peoples, nations, and men of every language fell down, and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. For this reason, at the time, certain Chaldeans came forward and brought charges against the Jews. They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears a sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. 
There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have disregarded you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a rage and anger, gave orders to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you're ready... At the moment that you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the lyre, the trigon, the psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, if you're ready to fall down and worship the image that I have made, very well. But if you do not worship, you will immediately be cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there that can deliver you from my hands? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to give you an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath. He answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. Now he commanded certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the fire. These men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and other clothes, and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace had been made extremely hot, The flame of the fire slew those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded, and he stood up in haste. In other words, he jumped up. And he said to his high officials, Was it not three men that cast into bound and cast into the fire? And they replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of their God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace, and he responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. And the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the king's high officials gathered around, and they saw in regard to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies, nor was the hair on their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command, and yielded up their bodies so not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation or tongue, that speaks anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be torn limb from limb and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap, inasmuch as there is no other God who is able to deliver in this way. Wow. That is powerful, folks. Now here he is, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the center of the world at that time, most powerful. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been set up in a high place, in a place of, of honor. But then Nebuchadnezzar goes out, and guess what that idol was that he set up? That's right, it was a golden calf. And they were supposed to bow down and worship this God. And they said, no way. Because I know the God that I serve, and I will not deny him and worship your false God. Now, here's my question. How many of us, when we see the breach... when we're tempted and we're set up in a place of danger, how many of us will say, no, thank you. I will not turn my back on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The problem that we have today, folks, is that this country has done that very thing. I hate to say it, but many churches have done that very thing. Because we have become friends with the world. And you know the scripture says that anyone who is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. We've got to choose, folks, which way we're going to go. And this country is in very serious danger. I've been sharing about um, Rabbi Khan. Our house was swept clean. We've had two revivals in this country to which God has come and redeemed his church, has lit the fires 
in the hearts of, of men and women. And we have constantly, we're following the steps of Israel. You know, in the day of judges, there were good judges that came in and they tore down all the idols and they did the things that were that were right in the eyes of God. But then they eventually drifted away and began to go their own way and lead the nation of Israel into evil. And that's what's happening today, my brothers and sisters in this country. You know, we only exist because of God. If you go back into history, starting with the Revolutionary War, you will be amazed at how close we have come to being an English colony, to being a footstool for Adolf Hitler, for speaking other other languages. We have come so close so many times, but it was only by the hand of God that we were saved. Now, God established this country. And for all of you who throw up slavery and all the bad things that have happened with the, uh, with the Indians and, and everything, I agree with you. That was not right. But there's no one righteous, not even one. Name me a country that is innocent. In Africa, one tribe would take another tribe captive and slave. In the, in the United States, in America, one Indian tribe would take another Indian tribe slave. Slave existed from the beginning of time. You read it in the Bible all the time. So we're not innocent. There's blood on our hands. But there is no other nation other than the nation of Israel, that God has so favored and so blessed. You see our borders being, being violated. Well, you see which way the traffic is flowing, do you not? It's not flowing out of the United States, it's flowing into it. God has blessed this nation richly, and we're being breached. Now the revivals have cleansed us. It swept our house clean. And we're not we're not dealing with um, with uh, Omar or whatever those girls, the four women up there in Congress. They're insignificant. But what we're dealing with and what we're battling is the spirit that lies behind them. Because they came back and they saw that the house was empty. It was set in order and it was clean, but it was empty. So they went and they got seven of their buddies, which were worse than those that were in there before, and came back and here we are. We're dealing with homosexuality, being high and lifted up. We're dealing with 
what is it, 70 million babies being murdered since Roe versus Wade. That is child sacrifice. We're into worshiping Baal. That is a breach. Now, I need to ask everybody, who among you are being persecuted right now for the sake of Jesus Christ and for the sake of your belief? I'm not being persecuted, but I'm trying to get persecuted because you know why? Jesus said, you will. Not it could be, or it's possible, or maybe you will. He said, you will be persecuted for my name's sake. And the only way I'm going to get persecuted is to stand up for the word of God. Homosexuality is a sin. Abortion is murder. And this country is being weakened because we are allowing the enemies of God to come in and dictate to us, and we're saying, well, we need to be nice to them. They're the enemy of God. And we need to stand up against that and pray in the spirit world that they be bound, and we need to stand up and say, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, look, my God will save us. And even if he doesn't, that's okay. Because we need to be that witness. We don't need to pick up a gun. All we need to do is stand up and say, this is what the Lord, the Lord says. This is his word, and we need, to, we need to stand on it. That's a breach, my brothers and sisters. And we need to understand it. And we need to pray for the strength of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, I want you to notice what happened. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful. And when Nebuchadnezzar looked down and he saw four figures down there, he believed in God. He not only believed in God, he believed God. He believed that God will do, God will not forsake, and that God is a living God, present in our lives. What is your God? Is he alive? Is he with you every day? I think it's time, my brothers and sisters, that we start standing up and proclaiming the name of the Lord. We need to stand, stand up and testify that we serve a living God. We don't need to have him in our closet when we pray or 
in our quiet time in the morning, or to be present with us on Sunday mornings in church, we need to be able to turn to him right now and say, how you doing, Lord? Well, I wouldn't react that way to him. I'd show a little bit more respect. But God is real, and we need to let the people know. But it is by our testimony. It is by the way we live our lives on a daily basis. That is what is going to bring the Nebuchadnezzar in your life down to the point where he is going to destroy all other gods and follow our God. Follow your God. Again, I say to you, choose this day whom you will serve. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God is an awesome God. God is the Redeemer. He's the God of, of second chances. He's the God of last chances. He's a God of first chances. Yield to him. Ask him to come into your heart. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Pray with me. I need a Savior. And I choose today, Lord, to believe that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead can raise me out of my pit of misery and my pit of sin and breathe on me and breathe in me that eternal life that I can live with you forever. Come now, Lord Jesus and be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, the word says, and it's been misquoted many times, but it says to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. And you won't believe that it's happening. I hope that you hear this message. Choose God. Not the golden calf that will perish in the fire. But choose the only one and true God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. God bless everybody.